Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Paid in Full Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Rausch, and this is episode two. All right. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the wonderful world of song splits and more so how to properly split up a song and what that really means because when we talk about splits and we talk about shares and writing credit, uh, we're really talking about ownership. And anytime we talk about ownership, we're talking about how much money you're going to be making from those songs, um, but also how much you control. And ownership plays a huge role in what can be protected and the life of a song. So when we talk about splits, you better know how much you own, what you own, and who else owns that song or that copyright with you, okay? Now, in the last episode, we spent a lot of time talking about the copyright world, the different rights you get, and how you become a a copyright owner. But today, we're going to dive into what that ownership really looks like and how it can affect your money. Now, I can't tell you how many times people think they actually own a portion of a song or they think they're a songwriter, but maybe they're just a producer and only got points on a record, or maybe they're an artist that recorded the song but had no writing contributions, so they don't get any actual ownership of the musical composition. This happens all the time. So that's why we have to define these very clear lines so you know exactly what areas of this song and what parts of this song you own. Ownership is so important because again, you know, coming down to the copyright and the life of copyright and copyright protection, if you write a song today, your ownership extends for 70 years after your death. And if you write it with another person, it's going to be 70 years after the last surviving author's death. So ownership of compositions are generational, my friends. This can be extended past your life, can be passed down to your heirs. Um, So what you do now and the stuff you're deciding now in terms of your ownership is going to extend for such a long time. So that's why you need to be on top of exactly what you own. So today we're going to stick with the musical composition side. That means the songwriting side, we are not talking about sound recordings. We're not talking about masters. We're only talking about the musical compositions. So songwriters, this is especially important for you. All right. So when you write a song and you create this musical composition, You first have to split it into two halves, all right? An easy way to think about this um, and visualize it if you want to visualize it now or if you're sitting down um, and you want to grab a piece of paper to write it down, the best way to think about it is like a pie or a pizza or whatever round thing that you can think of that helps. So um, (laughs) when we have this pie, what I first want you to do is just draw a line right down the middle from the top to the bottom, okay? That is gonna split this pie into half, right down the middle, equal halves. Now, the left side is gonna be the writer side, the writer share, okay? And the right side is gonna be the publisher share. So again, if you're looking at this just visually, because I know it's a little, it can be hard to just hear this without any visuals on a podcast, Um, think of it, there's two equal sides. One side is a writer side and one side is is a publisher side, equal. Now, this happens instantly. This is just how every song you create is automatically split 
because that's how it functions in the business today. And this comes from the history of music publishing, um, which I'll give you a little bit of background. I don't want to dive into a whole history lesson today, but um, it's kind of important to know because thinking about a song just having these two automatic sides is a bit abstract. So let me tell you where that came from. Uh, back in the day, and I mean like real back in the day, like the 1800s, um, before there was radio, before there was like any audio type of entertainment, TV, anything like that, um, there was print music. And that's why music publishing still has that term. Music publishing is an antiquated term. So when you tell someone, oh, you know, I, I work in music publishing, they think publishing like publishing sheet music because that's what publishing often means. Um, even though music publishing now has a much different definition. But going back to when it first started, there were publishing companies that printed sheet music because the entertainment at the time was driven by sheet music. You basically print the sheet music, venues would have bands or orchestras come in and play that sheet music for entertainment. Um, it also happened in the household. A lot of people had their children or the parents would play to entertain people. They'd buy sheet music, sit on the piano and play that music. So these companies were, these publishing companies were printing sheet music and selling it. Songwriters at the time who were writing this sheet music were selling that to these companies. Now, the songwriters would, the way they made money, they had to sell all their rights and they would get paid a fee. Usually that fee was very small. And so a lot of songwriters were extremely poor and it was very tough for them to make money off these the sheet music they were they were writing while these big publishing companies were selling millions of copies and, and making tons of money. Now, decades and decades and decades pass, songwriters got more frustrated and upset that they weren't making any money and organizations started popping up and later they stopped giving away all their rights and selling all their rights and the infamous co-publishing deal was then created and uh, basically it was a way for the publishing companies and songwriters to split uh, the song and the rights of the song okay not just the profits the actual rights of the song and that's just a very quick background but that's where this split originated that's why we have every song has a writing side to represent the writer and a publishing side to represent the publisher now when you write a song the like the second you write that song you don't have to be in a publishing deal or anything it's just automatically split that way and that's kind of why it's a little abstract but bear with me because it'll start making a lot more sense so now that we know that there's these two halves or two sides or two components, however you want to look at it, of a song, let's start with the first side, the writer side. And as we talked about in the last episode, you can be considered a songwriter if you wrote any part of the lyrics, the melody, the rhythm, or any other contribution for the writing of that song. You can get songwriting credit, you can get ownership and a share of the song. Of the entirety of the song. Now, this can be, there's a lot of exceptions. You can get songwriting credit without even writing a song. This happens all the time. I've known people that uh, just inspired an idea, and because their idea um, for the song, or maybe the topic of the song, or maybe it was just a, a conversation that they based the song off of, they've received songwriting credit for literally just inspiring songwriters to, to write the song. 
I've also experienced just people being in the right rooms at the right time and saying like, hey, I'll, you know, since you were in the room, we'll give you a piece of that song um, just for being a part of this. Uh, I've seen artists that have recorded songs and influenced the melody so much that they've received songwriting credits, even though they never wrote any of the music or the lyrics, their actual performance of the song enhanced it or even maybe changed it so much that they received songwriting credit. Also, there's many times with bands where say there's four people in a band that every song written, no matter who wrote it, whether it was the guitarist or the keyboard player or the drummer um, or bass player, it doesn't matter, or vocalist, whoever wrote the song, sometimes bands just split it all equally because they want to keep the camaraderie, they want to keep the togetherness, they want to keep everything fair to, to keep kind of a healthy relationship with everybody rather than saying, well, I got, I should get 5% of that and someone else saying I should get 25% and kind of this internal arguing starts to happen, um, especially if songs are, are driven from a, a, you know, creative process amongst everyone, uh, whether a song is brought in or in a jam session, Sometimes bands just like to say, look, everything we write is just going to get split evenly across everyone. So no one has to worry about influencing a song for the wrong reasons just to get songwriting credit. So that happens too. There's tons and tons of ways to, to garner song credit, a songwriting credit. And um, you should know exactly kind of what that means. So if you are a songwriter and you get that credit, great. Now we're going to talk about the publisher side. The publisher side, I generally like to tell people this side represents the business side of the song. It's the side that administers or controls the copyright. It collects the royalties, licenses the music, and so on and so on. That's kind of what you need to know. That's how it functions. When you get a publishing deal, we talk about that publishing side. Uh, but this is the side that basically is the business. All right. So now that you know how these two sides function, let's get into some examples. All right. First, we're going to start with the 100% sole songwriter example, meaning when you write a song by yourself, uh, you're completely independent. You don't have a songwriter deal. You don't have a publishing deal. Uh, it's just you. You created your song you own 100% of the total song, meaning you own 100% of the songwriter share and 100% of the publisher share. Now, some of you may be thinking, well, if I own 100% of the writer side and 100% of the publisher side, doesn't that equal 200%? And yeah, you can think of it like that. Uh, BMI thinks about it like that when if you guys are BMI writers and you register your song with BMI, they actually register based on 200%. So you put in your publisher information and your songwriter information, both based on 100% each. When you register for ASCAP though, their system does it out of just 100%. So if you register a song, you're gonna put in on the writer side, it's only gonna give you a 50% total. On the publisher side, a 50% total. Uh, because they want to total the exact 100%. It's a bit confusing uh, when you think about it. I'm not trying to make your head spin here. But this is, again, learning about the language and how these different sides and how we talk about shares, it can get confusing. That's why it's so important to learn exactly what you own and what side you kind of fall on, um, where your shares really are, especially as we get into more intricate types of deals 
and ways that songs can get split up. So, but an easy way to think about it is uh, generally just how the money is going to flow. So when you have that $100 comes in, that $100 is going to get split $50 to the writer, $50 to the publisher. Even if both are just you, that's how the money needs to get split. So that's just, you know, uh, an easy way of kind of thinking about it. We'll go through some examples um, later in this episode too. So that's the 100% songwriter example. You own the entire thing, okay? Now, as a sole songwriter, every songwriter should establish their publishing entity to represent that publishing half. This means you you know it's it's a very simple process you basically can do it through your performance rights organizations whether it's ASCAP BMI or CSAC you basically pitch pick a publisher name when you go affiliate with these organizations they give you a choice do you want to affiliate as a writer or a publisher you should do both there's a lot of people that only affiliate as writers and that's okay like it's not 100% mandatory you need to have a publishing entity but I highly, highly, highly suggest it because it will be required as you get into publishing deals. Um, If you ever want to keep money separate as a different corporate entity or an LLC um, or even just a DBA, you should have a publishing entity set up to represent this publishing side for you. And you just do it by picking a name. Look, for example, my name is Joe Rausch. That's me as a songwriter. I have a publishing entity with ASCAP. It's Get Rauschy Music. And that's my publishing entity, Dr. Dre. He's, you know, Andre Young as a songwriter and he's ain't nothing but funkin' music. That's his publishing entity. So it can literally be anything you want, uh, any name, as long as someone doesn't have that name or, or a similar enough name that it would be confusing. So when you, uh, when you do that, you can, with the, with the PROs, uh, you'll pick your name, and ASCAP now actually automatically lets you know if this if the name is available, which is a really cool function they developed. So that's how you establish your publishing name, and I highly suggest you do it now if you have not done it uh, yet. Okay, all right. Now that you know what it means to be a hundred percent sole songwriter and own a hundred percent of the composition, the writer side and publishing side. Let's dive into a little more complex splits, adding co-writers. So just a side note here: when you write with somebody. Uh, it's generally, and this is this is uh, not law. It's just a general practice where uh, if you write the music, that's fifty percent. If you write the lyrics, that's fifty percent of the song. That's how generally people do it. There's many exceptions to this rule, depending on leverage and a lot of other components. But that's just a good way to think about it. So, say you wrote the lyrics and you're working with a musician who wrote the music, uh, you guys would split the song fifty-fifty. Let's take that example, meaning you are splitting the writer side. The writer share, 50-50, and the publisher share, 50-50, all right? So to visualize this, let's go back to that pie. I want you to first draw that uh, line right down the middle, top to bottom, to split the writer side and publisher side. And then I want you to, to do another line from left to right, right down the middle. So now you should have four pieces of this pie, right? There's four equal pieces. On the writer side, that's divided in half. On the publisher side, that's divided in half. Meaning, on the writer side, you get 50%. On the publisher side, you get 50%. And of the total pie, you are now represented 50%, okay, with the other writer. So, 
really, if we're looking at 100%, it's 25% writer for writer one, 25% for writer two, 25% for publisher one, 25% for publisher two. Okay? Hopefully, that, that makes some sense when we start to get into song splits. And generally, there's whatever you... Uh, write, like if you're a 50% writer, uh, you're going to get 50% publisher. That happens. That's just a general way. Both is kind of equal. Now there's many exceptions to this. I've seen people that are only credited as songwriters and get no publishing. Uh, Maybe they only get songwriting credit. So this is something to be careful of or just be aware of. You can write a song with somebody and they say like, oh, we're just splitting it 50-50. But, and then you do a songwriting agreement and you realize you only got 50% of your writer while they did 100% of the publishing and 50% of the writer, meaning you only got 25% of this total pie because you didn't get any shares in the publishing side. So even when someone says, oh, we're just doing a 50-50 split, you have to know what are we splitting? Are we splitting the whole thing 50-50? Are we splitting just the writer side 50-50? What does that really mean? Because it's going to affect how much money you get. Getting 25% versus 50%, that's a big, big difference when it comes to money. So make sure what when you're splitting this up, you know exactly it's the whole thing or just a part of it or or what are we doing here? And there, like I said, there's a lot of exceptions. There's a lot of different types of deals that go around. Now, if you were to write with three writers or four writers, generally uh, the splits will then, they can be done in many different ways. If it was equal, you would split it all equally each side. But there's many times where people have uh, many different splits. I've seen cases where someone had like 2.19% of a song. People can get 5%. People get 1% of a song, you know? It really depends. It could get that granular when we're talking about song splits um, and it doesn't always have to be equal and it's often not all equal. People split songs for whatever they negotiate their contribu- uh, contribution is worth. So the important part here is that, you know, really fight for your songwriter share if you feel it's being undervalued or you feel you should get more because it comes down to ownership. Again, if you think about this like a, like, a, like a house, you're splitting this house with other people. And if you really contributed to building this house and you're only getting a small percentage of it for whatever reason, that affects your ownership. You know, really try to think of it as ownership. And yes, that's also will attribute to how much money is coming in. But really the ownership is where it's at because that's where the value is at. All right. So fight, fight for your, your percentages. I know there's times with a lot of writers where maybe you're just getting into the business and maybe you wrote a lot of a song, but you have to take a small percentage because you wrote, you wrote it with a writer who has a lot more industry leverage than you. And because they're on it, they're going to get the song to become successful and being recorded by a major artist. So because of that, you may have to take a smaller percentage There's business stuff like that that happens, and sometimes you do have to sacrifice. A lot of people have been in that situation and continue to do so. But the more you understand what you may be giving up, the better you can assess your risk, if it's something you want to do, how much you want to fight for it, things like that. 
but this is why splits are so, so important, okay? Now let's talk about different types of publishing deals and how those affect your song splits. So we talked about co-writers, but I want to scale it back again to just being a sole writer, okay? You write a song, you own it 100% outright when it's created and you're not in a deal, right? Now let's talk about a co-publishing deal. So maybe you get a deal with a publisher and they want to do what's called a co-publishing deal, meaning they're going to own 50% of the copyright when you enter into this deal. They will own ownership. They own your a piece of your copyright, a piece of your song. That's what a co-publishing deal is, okay? It's not just about the money and sh- splitting the share of the money, what comes in the door. It's owning that copyright, owning a piece of your song. Now, people think of this as like, oh, a co-publishing deal is 50-50. But in reality, it's actually not 50-50. Now, generally, a co-publishing deal is 50% of just the publishing side. That means they're only splitting ownership of the publishing side, not your writer side. They will not touch your writer side. If a publisher wants to take your writer side or take an ownership of your writer side, red flag, run away, bad deal, shady stuff, don't do it, okay? Anybody, your writer side is meant for you. That's why we have, that's actually why the PROs uh, pay writers separately their own check. It's to protect the writers. So a publishing deal only deals with the publisher's share of a song. So when you do that actual 50-50 deal, it really becomes more of a 75-25 deal. And you may have heard that term, 75-25, because again, let's visualize this. If we're looking at a pie, we got our top line down the middle, split into half, writer side on the left, publisher side on the right. Now, we're going to look at just the publisher side, and we're going to take a line across horizontally just to the middle, just splitting the publisher side. So now you should have three pieces of a pie. Your writer half, which is the entire whole half, and then the publisher half gets split equally into two pieces, creating 25% on top, 25% on bottom. So when I say a 75-25 deal, that means of a 100% song, you're getting 50% of your writer 25% of that publisher side, and then the co-publisher takes and owns the remaining 25%, which would total 100. That's why your 75% is yours and 25% to the co-publisher. So don't think a publisher is taking 50% of everything. They're not. They're often only taking 25%. In those types of co-publishing deals, which are generally... Um, the most popular ones, uh, essentially what a co-publishing deal is today. So I want to be clear here, when we are entering into a co-publishing deal, they are going to have ownership of that share of 25% of your total song. So if you think about the way the money is going to flow down, $100 walks in the door, it's going to get split. $50 is going to go to you to represent your writer side. $25 is going to go to you to represent your publishing side. So that's now $75 for you. And then they're going to take the remaining $25 for them. 
Now, usually with co-publishing deals or any types of deals where someone else is having an ownership uh, interest in your copyright, it's going to require in advance a large sum of money that they're going to give you because they're owning a piece of your property. Think about this. You built a house and someone says, hey, I want to own a piece of this house. I want to own 25% basically of this house. And by doing that, I'm going to help it raise the value of it. But you can't just give away that to them for free because of their promise to raise the value. They actually have to buy into that ownership, which is why they give you that large advance to make it worth their ownership for, for them to take on some of that risk. So that's why when we talk about what does it mean to own your songs, um, what does it mean? You know, we hear this a lot in the master world, but in the composition world, in the publishing world, this is what it means to own your songs or to ha- do a co-publishing deal and share the ownership with the publisher. Uh, another type of deal like this, which is is still you know fairly common for some people, they're called individual song deals. And in these types of deals, you don't enter into a catalog-wide deal like you would with a co-publishing deal but you do single song deals. And in these types of deals, it's very, very common that a publisher is going to own the entirety of the publishing side, meaning all of the publishing, you will only get your writer's share. So again, if we do that pie, let's split the song right down the middle to have the writer side on one, publisher side on the other. In an individual song deal, a publisher will often take that entire publisher side having a total 50% of the total composition, and you just get your writer side. Uh, Again, this would require in in advance. Um, And the reason they do that is because since it's not a catalog-wide deal, it's kind of their their one-off or um, they're very limited, that's why a publisher is going to want to take more uh, interest in that song. So those are two examples of how a song is split and you're sharing ownership with a publisher. Now, in terms of retaining ownership, say you don't want to do a publishing deal. You want to own all of your music. You don't want to split your song with anybody. Often people do what's called an administration deal. And again, I'll get into the throes of these different deals in uh, their own episodes, but um, this is purely just to show you how splits work. So if you don't want to you know, give up any type of split or any type of ownership to a publisher um, or anyone else, you can do a what's called this administration deal. Most publishers offer it. There's administration companies that only do administration like Song Trust, where basically they don't have any ownership in your composition at all. You retain all ownership they just take a basically a commission off the top uh, for a percentage of the earnings. So it's only basically based on the royalties you make, not the ownership of the asset of the of the song itself, like a co-publishing deal is. A hundred dollars comes through the door. An administrator say they take ten percent. Uh, they'll take ten dollars, and then the ninety dollars will be uh, divided between your writer and publisher side. So that ninety dollars will go down to you at whole and you retain all your rights. There's administration deals don't always require advances like co-publishing deals do where there's an ownership, um, you know, involved, but, uh, that's why, but people do them because maybe they don't want an advance. I mean, there's, there's plenty of admin deals that do have advances, but 
because you're not giving away that ownership, often the advance isn't going to be as significant as it would be if you were to do a co-publishing deal and uh, give away a piece of your song, a piece of that ownership. So that's the different types of ways songs can be split. And there's so many exceptions and so many different ways that this can happen. I'm talking about it in a, in a very general sense, mainly to get you through the exercise of splitting it between the writer's share and the publisher's share and kind of where you stand and where your ownership lies. Because again, this is going to help understand when we talk about royalties, how that royalty flow happens. So when you're expecting money coming in, you know exactly how much of that money you're getting and what that really means based on your split and your ownership, whether it's on the writer side or on the publisher side. Splits can definitely make a huge, huge difference in how much money you're getting and you need to be highly, highly aware of exactly what that means. Are you only getting your writer share? Are you getting your writer share and your publisher share? Are you splitting your your publisher share? How many writers are you splitting your writer share with? You know, this will affect how much royalties you get, which also affect the value of your catalog that you're trying to build and also the control that you have. You know, we talk about ownership and royalties, but it's also the the control. What rights do you have? Do you have the administration rights? And this is all different topics that we're going to talk about but it starts with understanding the fundamentals of a split and, and who are the different people involved, who are the different parties involved, and where do you fit into that? So I know that splits can definitely make your head spin. Um, talking about numbers and percentages and these different sides, it can get confusing. I'm gonna have some visuals up on social media so you can check that out. But look, it's crucial to know what you own. Um, your catalog can be bought, it can be sold, it has real, real value, it can be passed down. So fight for that value and understand what you're giving up and what you're retaining. And it all starts with these splits. So hopefully this episode gave you insight where next time you're in a writing session or going to do a deal, you know exactly how your song is being split and where you stand. So thank you for listening and letting me nerd out on this platform. I really appreciate it. I love talking about this stuff. I could talk about it for days. So thank you, thank you. If you have any questions, please let me know. Drop a comment in the comment section. Connect with us on social media at Paid in Full Pod on IG and Twitter. Let's open up these conversations. I'm happy to help. So thank you, and I will see you guys on the next episode. <laughs>